Hey guys, welcome to Lunch Plus. If you are on, it's because you saw the title. Today we're gonna teach you how to fast. What is fasting? We've been talking about it all week and you are going to find out some answers to the questions that you have on this subject matter. If you're hopping on live right now, then we're going to be answering those questions at the top of the hour, 12 noon is when we're gonna be digging into that. If you're watching the replay, you can actually go down into the comments and click that timestamp and fast forward past us. However, do you really want to? Because we have yes. a whole bunch of fun stuff planned for you today. If you're on live right now, take this time, share the broadcast, because here's what we've got coming up for you. Right now it's family chat. That's why you're on. It's because we get to hang out with you. And then following that, it's time for Bible trivia with Buddy. Get ready to win some free money for those of you who know your Bible well and can comment fast. Followed by a time of confessions and then the five second challenge and then we're hopping into what's the word it's going to be a good day and we're excited to have you on with us comment share the broadcast and here's an extra bonus for commenting the person who helps us hit 100 comments first you also get a gift card just because we like you and if you help us get to a thousand comments like we did a couple weeks ago then we're going to give you an even bigger we bigger got to gift a thousand yeah, we did. In a day? Yeah, we did. Why? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, we did. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't remember how high that gift card was. I think it was like a bigger amount because it was Whoa. a thousand comments. Oh, <laughs> guys, that's amazing. I want to see a thousand <laughs> comments. It was pretty exciting. Johnny Shaver was our first commenter of the day. Kevin Nowicki asked if he beat Johnny. It was close, though. I'm so it was sorry. like It was like... It was like not milliseconds. a milliseconds. Yeah, it yes. was milliseconds. <laughs> Kevin Nowicki is making funny faces in the comments. Jade says, hello, in her dead voice. Uh, Kevin says, how about a Mrs. Doubtfire voice? Hello. I haven't yeah. seen that movie in a really long time. Is yeah, it when she ha it's when she has the, or he, when he puts the pie on his face and comes out, because he's trying to disguise himself. So he puts the pie in his face and opens the fridge and is like, hello. <laughs> That's basically where Deb got it from. I'm, I, I feel, I feel. Probably. It, it's very similar. It, yes. Joni says, morning, Joni, we miss you. We do. Ridge says, hello. Guys, it's going to be such a good broadcast. And I don't think we told you who we are. I'm Barry, and I'm here with one of my favorites. It's-a me! It's a me! That was very Italian. <laughs> it's a Marky! I feel like you should have been spinning pizza or something. Spin myself. I okay, this is not an official question. I just want to know. Have you guys ever like been able to successfully like spin pizzas? Do you remember seeing that like on TV? Or yeah, stuff? I wanted to. I tried multiple times and it would and like fall yeah it just make a hole <laughs> and it was like i punched through a pizza i just want to make a pizza hula hoop i just want to make an omelet without it turning into scrambled eggs i just anything that meme yesterday <laughs> so hard i'm like that's my life it's just cheesy <laughs> cheesy scrambled eggs i like i've never been able to successfully make a pancake either like they're always so weird when i make them i'm like that's not a pancake i made it the same way but that looks weird <laughs> I the la I think the last time I tried to make pancakes, it was like George and my husband and I were going on like a live like a picnic in the living room type thing. I'm like, I'll oh, have a breakfast for dinner thing, and the pancakes turned into scrambled pancakes. Oh. Did you know that that's a thing? I do. <laughs> well, the rights break theirs up into little pieces anyway. Yep. It's basically it's the same thing. Basically fine. Um, Ridge says that his friend needs a prayer request. Uh, if you'll put it in the comments when we get to confessions, we will uh, we'll be praying. Um, 
So send it to us. If we don't hit it right there, we'll, we'll pray for it after the broadcast. Absolutely. Um, George, George, my husband's here. He says, I can make Eggo pancakes. Yes. I learned when I babysat the what? Stallings. So George and I are the godparents of Paul and Jade's uh, son and daughter. And they will eat frozen pancakes, but they don't want it warmed all the way up. They don't want frozen it cooked all the way up. Pancake? Yes. I didn't know you could get frozen. Like in the yes. freezer section, there are just there's like a, a stack of pancakes. Yes. What? I didn't know this yes. existed. And Scarlet Rain Stallings likes to eat them like floppy and slightly cool. Ew. So like when I heated it all the way up, she's like, I don't want that one. Whoa. <laughs> it's. I feel like it's an impartation from oh, her father. Oh, it's like my nieces and nephews when they eat cereal, they don't put milk. They get their bowl and they get their spoon. They're just like. <laughs> Does that not tear up the roof of their mouths? I don't know. Like, They're just like, we don't want milk. Like, Captain Crunch is already a dangerous situation. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, like it. I can feel the pain just, just talking about Captain Crunch. But it's the best. Jade is verifying. My kids are weird. <laughs> <laughs> she likes regular pancakes, still dough in the middle. Oh. <laughs> William Ooh. says he's not sure what he just walked into. <laughs> Welcome to our discussion of food. We're fasting, so we're not. George said that peanut butter crunch needs milk. There are certain cereals that if it's not like slightly softened, you're just really in for a bloodbath. What like, is peanut <laughs> butter crunch? What? Which one is that? It's the one that's like the, the Captain Crunch? No. Peanut butter? I don't think so. George, is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about the, like the Reese's like peanut butter puff crunch thing? Like Reese's has a cereal uh, that's like a yeah, like Reese Puffs. That Reese's, is that okay. what you're talking about? That's what I'm guessing. Um, Kevin says Fruit Loops with no oh, milk. Oh, Fruit Loops is another one. I actually will snack on Fruit Loops. Yeah, but like if you it's like a couple at a time, that's one thing. But if you have a spoonful, it's just Shrimp. like. Like rock. Roof. George says the Captain Crunch, that's just peanut butter balls. Yes. Okay, you were right. I was wrong. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Like that's my favorite cereal. Crunch berries are really dangerous. Like, we're just talking about food now, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> stop. William said the 2011 Reese's Puffs commercial lives in my head rent-free. <laughs> and then George, in all caps, channeling you, says Reese's made a cereal? Babe, I've, I've bought this for us. We've eaten this at home. <laughs> you like, liked it. It's like brown and, and light brown. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you know there's a video of a woman? It's one of my favorite videos. There's a video of a woman complaining about a cereal. Oh, it was a honeycomb. She's complaining because they changed honeycomb, and she complains about it. And she's like, listen, I liked the way it ripped my mouth apart, and you changed it. And it's, it's a wonderful video if you want to find that. Okay, let's put up our first official question of the day because this is not helping the fast. Um, what's the dumbest way you've been injured? The dumbest way. I heard somebody talking in the back, and I want them to comment. I think it was Arabella. I want to know what Arabella said. Um, George said that... <laughs> that the Reese's cereal should probably live rent-free in our home. <laughs> and then Rachel says, I was impressed with how sharp, oh boy, I know this one, how sharp I got a pencil that I sharpened and kept touching it and then accidentally stabbed myself and I still have a piece of lead stuck in my hand. That is Rachel. Um, Johnny says, walking off a porch, like you were just chilling, like walking backwards and then whoop, there goes Johnny. It sounds... Like, pretty chill. Like, <laughs> walking off a porch. Um, Ridge says, crushed his bike. Yeesh. 
Uh, Pastor Nicole says, stabbing my finger with a steak knife because I was busy talking. That was pretty dumb. Yeah, but you, you now know to not talk and cut steak at the same time, so it's good. Um, Jade says, I tripped and fell over a French, what? I tripped and fell over a French fry in the cafeteria <laughs> in middle school. It was the worst. How did you do How? What? That's a solid French fry. Oh <laughs> Are, you know, they must have been like the great big crinkle cut ones. Like, like was it cemented to the floor? You know, in those days, though, like when Jade and I went to school, because um, you, Jade, and I are all roughly the same age. Like back then, that's when like the platform sandal things that the Spice Girls uh, introduced were, were there. Yeah. So I can see if she's like, you know, mm -hmm. trudging along in those heels and slipping on one. Those are yeah. dangerous. William says, I forgot the pan handle was hot while making eggs. My right hand was fried for a bit. Yeesh. Belle said, while cutting my finger with a knife, said cutting my finger with a knife while washing dishes. You should see, dishes can be dangerous, guys. You gotta, you gotta watch out for those. Buddy said I went to a low-key Chinese buffet and injured my stomach. <laughs> um, Jay or George is um, Jade. <laughs> Johnny, and, Johnny and George are kind of roasting Jade in the comments. Like Johnny's being nicer, but Jade says I think I saw it too late and trying to avoid it, it tripped me up. There was no going back. <laughs> and then EO is what in the world? I like that one. I like that one because my dumbest way I've ever been injured was in middle school. Middle school is just a dangerous time. Like, it, it, you were homeschooled, so you got I to know. miss that. I, I miss all that. But in middle school, I had, like, my lunch tray, and I'm walking, and they have, like, the bent, um, the table and then the bench seats, and I was putting, like I had my left foot over, I was putting my right foot over, and a boy that I thought was really cute was sitting behind me. I feel like I'm in a Disney me. Channel movie right It was now. very Disney Channel-ish. The a boy that was cute was sitting behind me, and I was trying to be all like show-offy or whatever, and <laughs> somehow my right foot slipped, and I fell backwards underneath where he was sitting. So when he looked oh, down, no. my face was there. And it's like, oh look, it's Barrett. So that How was do you exciting. like show off by sitting down? I don't know. Like, I think I had like a new shirt or something and I wanted to make sure that it was seen. Okay. Like I think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. So The only thing yeah. I can really think of is once when my dad hit my head with the trunk. But other is than that, that the thing like, that has the scar on your head? No, no that's, your that's different. No, it was he he was closing the trunk and I was standing right here and it was it's a bit like I had a harsh corner. <laughs> it was just like bam right on my head. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, don't touch me. Don't touch me right now. Like, I just, like, walked away. I was so angry. William is going to Arabella cutting herself while washing dishes. Just think of the filthy dishwater gangrene from that. And on that note from William Aldridge, it is now time for Bible Trivia. Yay! Get your commenting hands ready because the person who answers first, the fastest, you're going, correctly, you're going to get a gift card. We're going to hand it over to Buddy. Take this time. Share the broadcast. It's going to be a good installment. Get ready to win.
What's up, everyone? Welcome to Bible Trivia. Here in Bible Trivia, you have an opportunity to win some free gift cards on us. How amazing is that? So here's how Bible Trivia works. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be putting five questions up on the screen. Hey, Ridge, it's good to see you, man. Love you, brother. Um, We're going to be putting five questions up on the screen. They're all multiple choice questions about something in the Bible. So... William says, is that a new body armor flavor? It is berry lemonade body armor, and it is very good. It is very good. Um, With that being said, anyway, what we want you to do is in the comments, as these questions come up, we want you to put in the comments first the number of the question and then the uh, answer that you're giving, A, B, C, or D. William says, ooh, intriguing. Um, So we want you to put... The number of the question, for example, one, and then, and then uh, the answer that you have, A, B, C, or D. For example, one C. That's how we would like you to put the answers in the question that in, in the comments. That way, <laughs> Grayson said that product placement, though. Uh, this seg- segment is not brought to you by Body Armor, but I like Body Armor. Anyway, maybe they'll, maybe they'll sponsor us. I don't know. With that being said, let's jump into question number one. Actually, wait, before we do that, um, I, we just would like you to know, your comments might look different than what we have on our comments. Um, sometimes, whenever you type your comment in, uh, someone else was actually before you, but it might not look the same. We're going to be judging our, the, the first person based on our restream chat and what f- comes in first over here. That's how we're going to be judging who wins the gift cards. All right? With that being said, now let's jump into question number one for Bible trivia. Let's do this. Question number one. On what mountain did Elijah score his victory over the prophets of Baal? Was it A, Mount Ararat? Was it B, Mount Sinai? Was it C, Mount Carmel? Or was it D, Mount Caramel? Where, on what mountain, on what mountain did Elijah score his victory over the prophets of Baal? Was it Ararat, Sinai, Sinai, Carmel, or Caramel? I see some answers coming in. I see them coming in. George says, I dig the music. Well, I dig you as a person. You're a good person. All right. What is the correct answer? It is... See? Mount Carmel, not Mount Caramel. And that goes to William Aldridge over on YouTube. Well done, William. All right, let's jump in to our next question today for Bible trivia. Question number two. Where did Jesus' family flee to when the king tried to kill him? Was it A, Bethlehem? Was it B, Egypt? Was it C, Jerusalem, or was it D, America? Where did Jesus' family flee to when the king tried to kill him? Was it Bethlehem? Was it Egypt? Was it Jerusalem? Or was it D, America? I see the answers coming in. I see them coming in quick. What is the correct answer? It is, in fact, B, Egypt. Yes, and that one goes also to William Aldridge. Well done, William. Well done. We're super pleased with you. Uh, All right. Well, let's jump in now to question number three. 
Question number three for today's Bible trivia. Question number three. How many chapters are in the book of Palms? <laughs> Is it A, 150? Is it B, 66? Is it C, 100? Or is it D, 777? How many chapters are in the book of Psalms? I'll pronounce it right one of these times. All right, I see the answers coming in. How many chapters are in the book of Psalms? 150, 66, 100, or 777? All right, I see the answers coming in. The correct answer is, in fact, A, 150. And I'm telling you guys, William Aldridge is killing it over on YouTube. He's killing it. William, that's your third stinking correct answer of the day. It's not stinking, it's glorious. But, you know, well done, William. You're doing great. So Now, I, I'm gonna, I want to challenge one of you guys to beat William in this next one. It, th this has just become a big challenge. All right, next question. Question number four. Which disciple was the treasurer of Jesus' ministry? Was it A, Judas? Was it B, Matthew? Was it C, Peter? Or was it D, Santa? <laughs> yes, that says Santa. Which disciple was the treasurer of Judas's ministry? They're coming in, and someone, in fact, beat William on this one. The correct answer is A, Judas, and that goes to J.M. Shaver 13, or Johnny Shaver, over on YouTube. Well done, Johnny. Well done, Johnny. I'm very pleased with you. Uh, William Aldred said... Ole Iscariot done did them dirty. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys, we have one more question for you today for Bible Trivia. Are you ready for this? All right, fifth question. What was the first plague sent on Egypt? Was it A, flies? Was it B, locust? Was it C, Nile turned into blood? Or was it D, country music? What was the first plague that was sent to Egypt? Was it flies? Was it locust? Was it the Nile turned to blood? Or was it country music? I see some answers coming in uh, over on YouTube. I, I now see the, the correct answer. The correct answer, what was the first plague on Egypt? It was the Nile turned into blood. And that goes to... Joni Bjorkren, Miss Joni, I don't know why I just called you Miss Joni, that goes, <laughs> Pastor Nicole didn't appreciate my country music uh, joke, she said, hey, not nice, unless you're talking about the mess they play today, sure, that's what I'm talking about, all right, uh, so well done, Joni, Johnny, and William, guys, if you want to claim your gift cards, go to whatsright.com slash gift and you can claim your gifts over there or you can just send us a message and reach out to us but you can claim your gift cards over there at whatsright.com slash gift guys thank you so much for joining us today for bible trivia now we're moving on over to barrett for a time of confessions it's going to be good we'll see you right there Hey guys, 
to Confessions. We're so excited to be here with you. And this is honestly one of my favorite parts of the entire broadcast because this is where we get to speak the word of God together. You know, where there's unity, God commands the blessing. And I, the reason that I love this is because I know that I have brothers and sisters in Christ. I have people who are watching who are expecting to see the Lord do something in their lives. And you know, this year, we're at the very first month of this year. So many of us are fasting. That's why we're talking about it during this week to help answer some questions you have. But one of the reasons why this time in particular is so important is because it's an offering that we're giving to God. As we pray, as we fast, we are coming before the Lord together as a collective body of Christ and asking him to bless and anoint this year. What we do with the first fruits of whatever we have, it's important. That's the reason, anyway, I, I could get into teaching and different things, but that's why I, I get so excited about confessions because this is the time where we will see God move in your life together. So I want to go ahead and we're gonna go into confession number four today. Confession number four comes out of Isaiah 54 and verse 17. I'm gonna read it to you. And that way you know exactly what scripture we're standing on. And it says, no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that accuses you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. What this verse is saying is that your heritage, part of what you have an inheritance in is that every weapon formed against you is destroyed. No matter what the weapon is, if you are, belong to Christ and you apply faith in his word, every weapon formed against you shall prosper. He may be forming it, but it's going to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. You know, evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. was just saying the other day, the reason that the Lord will allow the enemy to make a weapon is because when it's destroyed, it frustrates the enemy that much more. And we're going to see a frustrated enemy in this upcoming year because no weapon, every weapon that he formed against you, he is destroying that thing now by the anointing of Christ. So let's put up confession number four right now. Let's say this together. Every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you right now that for every viewer watching this broadcast, every weapon that was formed against them, formed against their family, formed against your children, Lord, in the name of Jesus, expose that now in his mighty name. Expose it. Expose those weapons. Let your people's eyes be open that they may see every weapon exposed, but that they shall also see it destroyed in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that every sickness that was formed against your people right now in the name of Jesus, let that sickness be destroyed through the anointing. Father, we thank you for it. We thank you, Lord, that you are a good God. You're a mighty God. You're a holy God. 
We thank you, Lord, for it. Thank you that we have victory. Say, put that in the comments. I have victory over every weapon formed against me. I have victory over every weapon formed against me. I have victory. Lord, the viewers of the What's Right broadcast, they have victory over every weapon formed against them. They have victory now. Lord, let your people's eyes be open to what is the hope of their calling in Christ. And part of that hope is victory. Ridge, I see that comment right now. Lord, I ask for Ridge's friends, for, her eye, for their eyes to be opened for her eyes to be hope opened to what is the hope that is found in you. Lord, let her see clearly that your will for her is life and life in abundance. And Lord, we ask that Ridge has an opportunity to share with her about the healing power of God. Lord, thank you that her eyes will be open. And in the name of Jesus, we declare your will be done in her life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I like opening my eyes and seeing all that. I have victories. You do. You do. God is good. Right now, we're going to move into the five-second challenge. Help us. Help us, oh Lord. Help us. No, that's going to be a good one. It's me and Marky. Enjoy it. We're going to hand it over to us right now. What's up, everyone? Whoa. Welcome to the five-second challenge. This is going to be a good time. It is. It is. You, you, are, do you believe it's going to be a good time? <laughs> yeah, what no. the heck was that face? I, I was like looking at her face. I'm like, this is going to be a good intense. time. And she's like, like I got I'm a ready to win. I got oh. Okay. I'm I, ready to win. Competition be, came out. I have to be honest. I saw the first one. So accidentally when I was back there. So I have to do, I have to do what seeing the first one. Okay. All right. That's fine. Integrity um, Marky is here today, guys. <laughs> Integrity Marky is here I like how there's day. like different kinds of Markies. No, I wasn't trying to be weird. I just, I know that we, you guys are wanting to get into the fasting question. So I didn't want to be chatting too long. No, I got you. I understand that. And I can trash talk, so I oh, okay. just was refraining. Well, you, you realize that you're working together on this one, right? I know. Okay. And who, that's who also you trash talking then? Imaginary <laughs> people who are voting against us. I don't know. Okay. I feel like it was me. <laughs> no, no, you're my teammate. Okay. Team Marky and Barrett okay. is always happy. Okay. Uh, George says, I was almost dancing during the music. That's, that's the goal. William said, I to really like the dance. transition music. I feel like... That was Art Deco would sound like. What Art uh, Deco? No, I don't that know. Is. Sure. Art decoration? Whatever. Yep. Anyway, here's how five-second challenge works. That's what a bass sounds like. It's, <laughs> yes. Um, here's how five-second challenge works. What okay. we're going to be doing is we're going to be putting a word. Actually, today it's going to be popular TV shows. I, I know that because it's on the first one. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> so it'll be popular TV shows, and you will have five seconds to get your, not your opponent, but your teammate, 
to uh, to guess that uh, guess what the the TV show is. All right, okay. you'll have five seconds to get them to speak it out loud. Once the five seconds is up, I will ding said bell, and you won't get a point. Okay. But we right. will get all the points. But you get all the points because it's not like you're going against anyone. The, the points don't matter. I'm saying Marky and I will get every single one. Oh, okay. yeah. We're in a yeah. shared brain. Here we go. Yeah. All right, well, Marky's going to be looking at the screen for this first one. Barrett, you're not because um, you don't want to see what the, the, the TV show is. All right, let's put our first TV show up on the screen. Hello. Oh, that, hello, goodbye. Okay. What oh. are you doing? I, I was just, listen. What was that? I was distracted. I, okay. I was distracted. I need a so. new five seconds. I'm just watching you do this. I'm like, what is going on? There I need a new five seconds. So, so, so we lost. as you can see, the, cool. the lower third was a little off. But we'll, we'll, we'll just keep going. It's just going to look a little different this time. Yeah. All right? I'll give you a new five <laughs> seconds. Oh, hello. All right. All right. Like, I'll, I'll start the five seconds now. Okay. Spanish person and white person married in the 50s live in New York. Old TV show. I love Lucy. Yes. Close. Okay. Was like, what? <laughs> okay. Wow. He was Spanish? Ricky, Ricky Ricardo? Ricardo? Oh, that makes sense. I, okay, I've only seen like one episode of the show, so where, that's Where my... did you think he was from with his very thick accent You obviously... All yeah, I know is Lucy, thick. I'm home. It's not that thick of an accent. I almost but... said that, but I was nervous that that was from another TV show. I like blanked for a second. Oh, but you can't say Lucy. So. Yeah, if I could say blank, I'm home. Yep, yeah, sure. I would have known. All right. All right, so again, it's going to look a little different on the screen, but we're just going to kind of go with it for this one time. Okay. All right. All right. Let's put the next one up on the screen. Oh, everybody lives together in New York City and they're happy. Friends. Yep. Hey. <laughs> everybody ever lived together is like. <laughs> like, it gave me a really false sense of what being an adult would be like. I'm like, everyone just lives in the same apartment building and they're super That's excited cool. about it. Johnny said he was Cuban. Yeah. Oh, Interesting. yeah. I, yeah, I knew that. All right. Well, anyway. Okay. All right, let's, you, so far you're two for eight, all right? Or however many we're going to do. Yeah. All right, let's put the next one up. Um, everyone is stuck on an island. After Lost. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you guys are doing very well this time. So TV shows are, are I prefer them to, tell, or to movies. Really? So I'm very excited for this. This is, this is my favorite one so far. All right. Well, let's jump into okay, our third next. one. Or fourth one, wherever we're at. Oh, um, this is Michael Scott. Oh, uh, The Office. Yes. This is Michael I don't Scott. Know why. I, guess, I guess you could just start naming characters. I, like I never put that again. It's out. it's it's, it's about Michael rules. Scott though. So. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Like when he left, the show just turned into nothingness. That's, That's fine. <laughs> Joni said, "I immediately thought Gilligan's Island. I almost put that on there. I almost put that on here, but." Like, some people have been saying that I've been making these too difficult, so I wanted to make it a little bit easier. I would have just sang the theme song. Did you know there's oh. a Gulligan's Island? Yes, Gulligan's uh, Island. OK, sorry. <laughs> with, a, with a big frog. Pika, Pika. Yes! Wait, does, does he say Pika, Pika? He doesn't say Pika, Pika. I, I think don't that's know. Pikachu, but he no. says something. He says something like Pika, Pika. Like Gulla, Gulla. No, he doesn't say Gulla, Gulla. He says something that's not Pikachu, though. I know, I know. Anyway. <laughs> William said, prison Mike. Who's looking? Are you looking? I think I'm looking. Okay. All right, sure. Prison All right. Mike. You guys, are, you guys are good so far. So let's put our next one up. 
Uh, they're all on the screen in the in the intro video. All the oh, Brady Bunch. Yay! Wow. <laughs> At first, I wasn't sure if you were talking about Hollywood Squares. I'm like, that's a really big throwback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That was yeah. a good. That was actually a really good show. It was. All right, let's put our next one up on the screen. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. This is not a clue. Oh, beam me up, Scotty. It's like Star Wars. Star Trek. Oh, I said Star though. I'm sorry. She kind of said before, before you, you yeah. finished that thought. I had so it before I'm, you. I'll give it to you. Okay. <laughs> Just because we're, we're gracious on this show. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Uh, we have another one? Yes, two more. Two more. All right, okay. let's put our next one I'm up. I'm going to look. Uh, He's he's yellow and he has he's how do I describe him? I don't I couldn't say I don't know how to he's I, yellow. <laughs> I don't know. I what, couldn't what say he's square and I couldn't say he's a sponge. Because oh, that's his name. Who lives in the pineapple under the uh, sea? I could have done that. That's all you needed. That's <laughs> I could have done that. Grayson said y'all are killing it and then this happened. And then that happened. <laughs> I was like, he's square! He's a sponge! Ow! Like, <laughs> oh, that is hard. Okay. All right. <laughs> final, final one for the five-second challenge. <laughs> oh, William, it makes me laugh. Whoa, we're gone. Dun dun. This has like a bajillion series in uh, it. Uh, uh, it's about crime uh, and they uh, solve it. SVU. Oh yes, uh, but the first word. Uh, the first word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, God, guys. We just reached our hundredth comment of the day, Johnny Shaver. Well done. You didn't get that one. I'm sorry. I didn't get that one. I know how to help you. I'm gonna go the first part. The first dun, dun. part. Dun <laughs> dun. Okay. I didn't know if I could say lawyer, like because it's you know law you say, in there. You, you can say lawyer. Oh, well, that's why I said police officer. That was so frustrating. Oh, it's fine. Oh my god. William says these are their stories. Dun dun. dun, dun. <laughs> You said SVU, and I'm like, I don't, I really don't want to ding it. I should have just but started going to. like criminal intent, SVU. My mind went so abstract and weird, SVU. Grace says, I feel like I threw y'all off. It's okay. Maybe just a little bit. But we got caught. I appreciate That's Kevin. Fine. He's like, great job, guys. Great job. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for the five-second challenge. Now we're going to be moving on to what's the word with pasture, as we're going to be talking on how to fast, what is fasting, what does it look like, what, there are different types of fast. We're going to be talking about all these different things today. So we'll see you in just a second for What's the Word with Pastor. Welcome to What's the Word today. We are talking about what 
is fasting. What? What is fasting? I uh, hope you've had a great day so far and enjoyed the broadcast. It's been awesome. And uh, we just love you guys so much. Put it in the comments right now where you're watching from and uh, who's online, who's watching. We want to see where you're watching from. We love you so very much. Share the broadcast. Uh, like it. Subscribe. Subscribe to uh, the channel or the page and uh, set it so that you get notifications. Hey, Ridge, good to see you. And uh, we're going to jump right in. If they can, uh, as they're putting this up, can you get ready uh, to put the uh, put that slide back on there uh, for today? What is fasting? We're jumping in right now. What is fasting? And uh, so, what is fasting? Is it just no food? Is it what is it exactly? What's the purpose of it? Why are, why are we fasting? And uh, so let's jump right in today. I've got several things in general. I want to tell you what fasting is, what types of fast that there are, and uh, let's look at it. So the first thing that we want to see is what is fasting is how does the Bible define fasting? So for example, uh, when it says in Isaiah 58, is this the fast which I choose? Uh, what is that fast? What is uh, what does that mean? And ultimately what that means is this. When you see the word fast, specifically in the New Testament, one of the things that you're seeing is that it means to cover the mouth and to not eat. To cover the mouth or to not eat. However, one of the things, and so when you look at biblical fasting, that's the first thing, and really the main way you should look at fasting is, I'm going to cover my mouth, and I'm not going to put food in uh, this fleshly body. And that is the main way that people fast all throughout the Bible. There's multiple things that they uh, did fast that they gave up, and I'm going to show you some of those things, because I think if all you do is look at what not to eat, then you miss some of the other aspects uh, that have some promises as well. But let me say this. If you only look at fasting at just setting aside, you know, maybe scrolling on social media for a month, and that's all that you ever do, and you never do a food fast, uh, I believe you're probably missing the Lord, and you're missing what this Word has actually shown us and given to us, and you will miss the power that God has set aside for you. Fasting is a supernatural tool from God, and He will give you strength to make that fast easy for you supernaturally. We talked about that in the last couple of days. On the first day uh, when we're talking about fasting, we talked about five hidden truths about fasting that we believe most people were not aware of. And uh, then yesterday we're talking about all the benefits of fasting. If you didn't see those, go back and watch those. And, uh, but here's one of the things that we're going to do. As we're talking about today, we're talking about what is fasting exactly? It is to cover the mouth and not eat. So should we fast other things or should we refrain from other things as well? Yes, and we're going to look at what those things are. But should you only do those other things and never do a food fast? No, the Bible does not show us that. That is not the example of the Word. In other words, if you're never fasting uh, food on some level, 
and you're not growing in your fasting, then you're not going to higher levels in your fasting, then you're missing what's available for you and you'll miss some of those benefits and we don't want you to miss anything. Now, this week I want them to get uh, go ahead and put up the graphic of Ted Shuttlesworth Jr.'s new book. Uh, this week, one of the things that we're doing, we felt led uh, to sow into you. And so anybody that sows on any level, any amount, we are going to give them Ted Shuttlesworth Jr.'s new book on biblical fasting. And uh, it's a complete guide to biblical fasting. And anybody that sows any amount, we're going to get that book to you. Now, if you do sow uh, this week, either on Facebook, you type in hashtag donate and the amount, or if you go to giveww.org and uh, you sow into our ministry there, uh, then what we want you to do to get your book, you go to whatsright.com slash gift. Whatsright.com slash gift. And there uh, you can claim your uh, free book from uh, Ted Shulsworth Jr. Glory to God. Now let's jump into this. So in, in general terms, fasting is to cover the mouth and not eat. But there are other things that we're going to talk about today that are listed in the Bible as things that people would refrain from. But we're going to look at the basis of fasting. And in general, when you consider food that you're refraining from and you consider, uh, you consider other things in the Bible, I'm going to give out this term. Generally, fasting is putting down the flesh in some form, putting down the flesh in some form for the purpose of intimate fellowship. Putting down the flesh in some form for the purpose of intimate fellowship. Now, I want to start there about that intimate fellowship. We've talked about it the last couple of days, but I want you to see this again in Mark chapter 2. Fasting is for the purpose of intimate fellowship. So, in Mark chapter 2, and verse 18 through 20. Somebody put that in the comments. And let me, let me just add this. Let me also have you put this in the comments as well. Fasting is putting down the flesh in some form, mainly through refraining from food, for the purpose of intimate fellowship. It's putting down the flesh in some form, mainly through refraining from food, for the purpose of intimate fellowship. Now if you look at Mark chapter 2, and you look at verse 18 through 20, here's what you see. You see John's disciples and Pharisees were fasting. And they came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said, while the, while the bridegroom is with them, the attendants of the bridegroom cannot fast, can they? So long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. Now hear those words. They cannot fast. This is Jesus talking. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. They will fast in that day uh, when the bridegroom is away. Now, here's an interesting thing. So, put it in the comments right now, the things that you think that fasting uh, will, you know, 
gain in your life? What will fasting help you to gain? One of the things that fasting will help you to gain is it will increase your ability to hear from God. So some people say, What's, what is fasting about? It's about hearing from God. Uh, another thing is it empowers me to put down the flesh, right? Uh, another thing is it brings me the benefits of fasting. That's very true. Uh, m- there's multiple things. What do you think that fasting does for you? And as we look at this, what I want you to see is what is God's purpose, right? Uh, Grayson says, I think it helps cut out the selfish thinking. It empowers to put down the flesh and brings the benefits. Uh, Talking to God, this, this is what people are saying right now. Now, here's what I want you to see. Did people still need, in Mark chapter 2, with the disciples here, here's the question. Did they still need to put down the flesh even though Jesus was there? And now he says, while the bridegroom's here, they can't fast. But did they still need to put down the flesh and get better at it? Yes. Uh, Did they still need to hear from the Lord? Yes. They needed to do that. So this needed to happen whether Jesus was there or not. Did they still need the benefits of that fasting? Yes, they did. They needed those benefits of fasting. And so all of these things they still needed to do even though Jesus was there. But what was the one thing that they had when they weren't fasting when Jesus was there, but they wouldn't have when Jesus went away? And the answer is this. What they had was they had an intimate fellowship with Jesus. They had an intimate fellowship with the Son of God who every action and word that he had was based on the Father. He said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. In other words, while Jesus was with them, while the bridegroom was with them, they had intimate fellowship. But as soon as he leaves, that intimate fellowship falls on their plate, and fasting is there to establish intimate fellowship. Can you see that? So put this in the comments. Fasting exists to establish a higher degree of intimate fellowship, or fasting is all about intimate fellowship with God. Put that in there. Fasting is all about intimate fellowship with God. Fasting is all about. So now watch this. So if I just go through a fast and all I do is I don't eat, but I don't spend time in fellowship with God, then have I really attained the purpose of the fast? No. So fasting is all about intimate fellowship with God. And what we need to do is recognize that when we fast, we should, that should cause us to enter into more intimate fellowship with God. And what, is the, what four things define the intimate fellowship with God that we need? Well, we talked about this the last couple of days. Number one, what and somebody put this in uh, the comments, please. What defines intimate fellowship or what are the markers of intimate fellowship with God? One is spirit-led prayer time. Two, spirit-led word. Three, spirit-led worship. And four, corporate intimacy or corporate fellowship. 
All right? So what you have is if we are doing a fast and we are not praying more in the Word more or in worship more or we're not in worship with other believers more, then we have missed the fellowship, which is the whole purpose behind the fast. In other words, if all I do is don't eat for 21 days, then I shouldn't, I shouldn't even fast. I've not done anything but gotten hungry, right? The whole purpose of the fast is to enter in. In other words, I need to take that time, and I should be entering into the fellowship with the Lord through prayer, the word, worship, and corporate fellowship, right? I should. This is how we enter into fellowship with God, these four different ways. So I should be entering into that on a regular basis during the fast. Uh, so for my family, uh, one of the things I'm doing is I'm seeking if I'm fasting a meal, then let me replace that time with prayer, the word, or worship. Uh, in our family, we're doing, uh, we're reading through the Bible in 90 days, right? Uh, our, our good friend who we have a lot of ties to, especially this week on fasting, Ted Shellsworth Jr., on his website, they actually laid out a plan for 90 days of reading the Bible. We're following that plan. It's miracleword.com slash study. So miracleword.com slash study. You can go and you can sign up for that 90 days plan. And that's one of the ways that you can increase fellowship during this fast. So again, a fast is defined as some form of putting the flesh down, mainly food, which will increase our intimate fellowship with God for the purpose of increasing our intimate fellowship with God. This is what we want to do. We want to increase this fellowship. Why does God, why would God call us to fast and increase that fellowship? Well, what problems do you have? Hey, Pastor Bill Motley, good to see you. What problems do you have if you are in the presence of God? When you get into the presence of God, all your problems go away. And so when we fast and we put down pieces of the flesh, mainly food, and enter into an intimate fellowship with God, all of our problems just start getting solved. God wants us to fast. It's a supernatural tool to enter uh, more uh, deeply into that intimate fellowship with him. And when we do that, he's blessed, we're blessed, the people around us are blessed, our family is blessed, and so we need to utilize this supernatural tool. I said it at the beginning of the week, fasting is a supernatural tool that will bring about supernatural results. And if you want supernatural results in your life, then you must utilize the supernatural tools that God has given you. And here's the thing. Fasting can be easy, like what we said the last few days. Many people, as soon as they hear the word fast, they think, they think, oh God, this is just going to be hard. It doesn't have to be. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. If we will actually fast by faith and by grace, then we can actually see the easy side of fasting. I'll tell you, this 21-day fast uh, for me 
right now, this 21-day fast is one of the easiest I've ever had. Why? Because I went in believing God for easy. I went in drawing on this supernatural strength. I went in saying, Lord, I believe that you are going to empower me supernaturally during this time, and it's going to be easy and light. And, you know, as your faith is, so be it unto you. You will receive that. And so I can talk more about that, but basically several years ago when I was doing an extended fast, all of a sudden everything, I realized I need supernatural help. I, pull, I asked him for help. Guess what? He poured out that help and fasting completely changed for me. I stopped looking at it as something to look down on and to not look forward to. I started looking forward to it because God was giving me provision to utilize the tool that I needed in my life. So fasting, what is fasting? Number one is fasting is all about intimacy and it's putting down something of the flesh, generally food. All right, now, the majority of the Bible is when you fast, you are not eating food. Now, we're going to go into some other things that you can uh, quote-unquote fast, but basically when it talks about fasting, it means to cover the mouth and not eat food. Let's look at this verse, Luke chapter 4 and verse 1 through 4. Luke chapter 4 and verse 1 through 4. What you see here is the example of Jesus actually uh, fasting himself. And you get a description of what did he fast. So he says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days. In, <clears throat> excuse me, by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they had ended, he became hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And, he, and Jesus answered him and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And if you look at it in Matthew, that account, it says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And that's part of what I'm talking about uh, when I say it can be easy. There is a supernatural food that can sustain you and even maintain your weight in a fast. If you didn't want to, like right now, I want to lose some more weight. But if I didn't, I'd be believing God to sustain that. I've had that happen before. He can supernaturally sustain you because there's a food that's not just physical. There's a food that's from the Word of God, and He makes it easy. But I want you to see this. Here is Jesus here is Jesus, but he said, I'm believing to not lose weight. <laughs> Here is Jesus doing a fast, and he's doing the main Bible fast, the one that most people should focus on, and that is a, a fast that is not eating certain at certain times. Not eating, not putting any food. Notice it says in verse 2, and he ate nothing during those days. Now it doesn't say that he didn't drink water. It says he ate nothing. And the majority of biblical fasts are eating no food and still drinking water. Although there are some differences that I'll talk about in a minute. So let's look at some more biblical things to fast. Let's look at Exodus 34, 28. Exodus 34:28. Now this is an extreme fast. You actually see this a couple of times in the Bible, but this is an extreme fast, Exodus 
28. This is Moses, and he went up on the mountain, and when he went there, it says, so he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did not eat bread or drink water, and he wrote on the tablets the word of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Now, let me just tell you. This is not physically possible without the supernatural help of God. This is an extreme fast, a complete, what I would call a complete fast, and that's no food and no water whatsoever for 40 days. Now, did this happen again in the Bible? Yes, in the book of Esther, actually, in Esther chapter 4 and verse 16, they did for three days no food, no water. This was an extreme fast to save uh, their country, to save their people. They did, they did this extreme fast, and it was no food, no water, nothing whatsoever going into their mouth. Now, uh, is this the normal fast? No. And should you jump into this fast uh, without hearing from the Lord? No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't just go and jump into an extreme fast without hearing from the Lord. Really, we should do nothing without hearing from the Lord. We should only do what we hear from Him and seek Him on. And so, in this fast, this is something that was completely supernatural. Now, ha is this only for Bible times? No. I actually know of uh, some people in like northern Nigeria, uh, adults and children who will fast, complete fast for 10 days at a time. Why? Because their life is constantly in jeopardy there. Their life is constantly hanging in the balance. And they say, if we don't fast, we will get killed. But they will spend time and fast, do a complete fast for up to 10 days at a time. You see, without water, that's, in, that's impossible. That is a supernatural strength of God that's coming in them and sustaining their physical bodies. It's a completely supernatural event. It, physically, it's not possible, but God breaks that spiritual law. So should you just jump into that without hearing from the Lord? No, you shouldn't. You need to seek Him. You need to hear from Him. You need to be obedient to what God tells you to do. And if He tells you to do it, okay, fine. Me personally, I've never done one of these fasts. I've never done it. And do I have any plans to? Not necessarily. But if God tells me to, I will. But I've never done one at this point. And I'm not, I'm not under pressure about that. I'm not under pressure like, well, you've never done one of these fasts. I know, no kidding. N neither as most of the people in the Bible. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not under pressure or condemnation. A lot of times in fasting, what will happen is we'll actually have uh, people that will try to be a super Christian and go out and do something. And it's more coming out of their flesh and out of their mind than it is out of the mouth of God. And that's when they mess up. I've even done some normal fasts. And like I've been in some fasts before and I was trying to do more than what the Lord told me to do. And let's say that I was trying to do, you know, uh, a fast that was a... Uh, liquid fast, not the complete fast, but I'm still drinking uh, liquids and uh, having liquids, and I'm trying to do it, and the Lord says, what are you doing? 
And I was like, well, I'm fasting. He said, I didn't call you to do that. He said, I wanted you to have one meal a day. So I want you to move to one meal a day. And I had to, you know, it's like, oh, man, I missed it. And, uh, and what are people going to think? And I had to put that down and be obedient to what God said. When you're fasting, it's completely healthy as long as you're doing it in a wise way. And if you want to fast in a wise way, make sure you get confirmation and counsel from somebody who's ha who has experience in fasting. But the biggest thing is make sure that you've heard from the Lord. Don't try to be super Christian, but don't try to go the easy route either all the time on your flesh. In other words, don't just say, well, I'm just not going to fast junk food for this 21 days. What kind of fast is that? My kids do more than that. You know, my, my children, my seven-year-old does more than that. They'll do, they'll do fast. In other words, let's grow up and let's move to higher levels of fasting because this, we want the supernatural things of God. So don't go the super easy way on, on your flesh, but don't try to be super Christian over in the other ditch as well. Hear from God what He wants and always have this mindset. I want to increase. I always want to go higher in my fasting. All right? So the the first things that we can fast is food and or water, right? Food, food and water. In other words, we can do a complete fast or we can do what Jesus did uh, in Luke 4, which is just food, okay? Another fast, uh, semi, I'm, I'm going to kind of put a star by this one because uh, it's one of those things where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about it is what's called the Daniel fast, which is basically in Daniel 10.3. Daniel 10.3, he says, I did not eat any tasty food, nor did, nor did meat or wine enter my mouth, nor did I use any ointment at all until the entire three weeks uh, were completed. In other words, Daniel just ate like fruits and nuts, but he didn't eat any delicacies. And in the middle of this, he didn't have any meat or strong drink. Okay. So in other words, in our, in our today, you know, we know that we shouldn't be given to alcohol, so that shouldn't be a thing. But at the same time, like he wouldn't have sodas, he wouldn't have desserts, he wouldn't have meat. It would just be fruits and vegetables. But you'll notice he said he didn't eat any tasty food. In other words, he wasn't over-seasoning everything. Uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't jumping in and just he was denying his flesh in this way. Now, ultimately, this is a fast, you know, you're going to have basically, I want to make sure that I explain, a fast is not eating food. A fast is not eating food. However, we see different things that people will deny their flesh, and this, all of these things fall into that category. We need to, on some level, grow to the place where we are denying food into our body. That's a biblical fast. But here we have a fast of sorts where he's just stepping back from anything that he would enjoy. And he really, is it really a fast or is it just a diet change, right? Uh, let me show you something else. Let, let me show you some other things that the Bible talks about abstaining from. Um, it just, I'll mention this quickly. Samson in the book of Judges, uh, you see that Samson also had no strong drink all of his life. And what he abstained from was cutting his hair, right? Is that a fast? 
in a sense, yes, it is. It was a command that God had given them, and in a sense, that was uh, what he was fasting. That, in other words, he heard the command of the Lord, and he was obedient. And that's what I don't want people to get. I don't want people to think that when God tells them not to do something, oh, well, this isn't really a fast, so I'm not going to do it. No. One time the Lord, and, uh, one time the Lord uh, told me not to watch any media, to read any books, scroll on Facebook, watch any movies, watch TV, listen to any music, read the newspaper, anything that was not of God, preaching or teaching about the Word of God or the Bible or spending time with Him, I didn't do it for a whole year. And so technically, this was something I was abstaining from, one of the best things I ever did in my life. So I don't want people to sit there and go, well, I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to do that because it's not really a fast. No, God will tell you to do those things like he told that to Samson. Like he, he'll, I'll show you in some other verses in a, in a second. Here's another one uh, that, you know, probably, you know, no adult wants to, wants to hear about. <laughs> in their flesh. 1 Corinthians 7 and verse 5. It says, stop depriving one another. It's talking about a husband and a wife depriving each other of sex. And it says, stop depriving one another except by agreement for a time that you may devote yourselves to prayer and come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. In other words, what he's telling us here is there's a time where you will actually put sex to the side and say, I'm going to give, we are going to give this time as a couple to the Lord to pray. But then he says, but don't, but don't. Spend, uh, stay apart for too long so that you won't be tempted. In other words, uh, it's, it's one of those things where he says, look, this is okay for a period of time, but you have some people that think uh, that you should stay apart and do this for long periods of time. That's not true. He actually tells you, tells you the opposite of that. Hey, Pastor, good to see you. Over in uh, Gabon, good to see you. And uh, so he says, listen, make sure that you are actually, what is he telling us to do? To fast sex, right? For a period of time so that we can pray. We'll come together. And now that's when a couple agrees to do that together, not when one is just depriving. That's what he's saying at the beginning. Don't deprive the other one, right? All right. Another thing that we can quote unquote fast is the pleasures. So look at Isaiah 58, 13. If because of the Sabbath you turn your foot from doing your own pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and honor it, desisting from your ways, from seeking your own pleasure and speaking your own word. This verse is showing us that we should literally set aside pleasurable things on the Sabbath day. In other words, every Sabbath day we should fast the pleasures of life. Okay? So now, uh, another thing, uh, one time I was, one time early on I was trying to quit smoking. And uh, the Lord told me this. I said, Lord, I just, I need help with, so that I'm not smoking anymore. I don't want to smoke these cigarettes. And the Lord told me this. He said, he spoke to me clearly. He said, fast those cigarettes. In other words, 
give, give those cigarettes over to me in a fast. And when I did that, it broke that power over my life. In other words, as I fasted those cigarettes, you know, not a food fast, but as I fasted those things, it broke that power over my life. It was awesome. It was so good. I mean, and it helped me break the power of things. If you want to break the power of some addiction in your life, fast it. Right? I did that on purpose. It wasn't necessarily because God told me to. I said, I'm going to fast this because this is not of you. This is not godly. I'm giving it to you, Lord. I'm fasting it right now. And when I did that, it empowered me to break that addiction. All right. Amen. So now, looking at the different things that we see in the Bible, what have we seen so far? In the Bible, we've seen that we fast food. In the Bible, we've seen that there's been a complete fast where they fast food and water. We also have seen uh, fasting of delicacies, a fasting of meat and other things that we don't have to have in our, you know, we could actually go for some period of time and not have fasting the pleasures, you know, the pleasures of the fl flesh, uh, fasting sex, right? There's multiple things that have fasted in the Bible. And so what we see about fasting is that it is a heart it's a heart of fasting, a heart of putting down the flesh so that I can move into intimacy with God. It's a heart of putting down the flesh so I can move into intimacy with God. Glory to God. All right, now let's look at the different types of fasting. Hey, Robert, good to see you. Amen. So, and, and I'll tell you, if anybody's watching and you haven't seen uh, day one and two of this, where we talked about the hidden things about fasting that many people don't know, and you haven't seen the benefits of fasting and how fasting can be easy, you need to go back and watch that. It'll be awesome. You will learn so much and grow from that. So right now we're going to talk about the types of fasting. All right. So the first type of fasting is one we've already discussed. All right. These are the types of fasting. Put that in the comments. The first one is a complete fast. No food, no water. No food, no water. This is an extreme fast that you need to do only if you've heard clearly from the Lord. And I would say make sure you have confirmation as well from somebody who knows, uh, knows how to fast. You see that with Moses in Exodus and in Esther uh, chapter 4, 16. And Moses was uh, in Exodus 34, 28. Now, the next, amen, Robert says, I need to watch those. Amen. They're, they're on the YouTube channel and on Facebook, Robert. You can go and see those the last two days. And uh, so you'll see uh, five hidden things uh, about fasting or five things most people don't know. And then yesterday was how your life can turn completely around by fasting. That's talking about the benefits. The second type of fast is a water fast so that you are having water, but that's all you're having, only water. In other words, there's no calories. There's no calories coming in whatsoever. All right, now this is the main biblical fast. Please put that in the comments. The main biblical fast is a water-only fast. The main biblical fast is a water-only fast, okay? The next type, hold on. The next type of fast 
is a liquid only fast. So in other words, this is you're on a fast, you're not eating any solid food, but you are having liquids. You may have a juice, you may have uh, coffee, you may have, um, you could have even broth. You know, but you're not having any solid foods. And some people will, depending on what the Lord's told them, they'll stay away from any heavy liquids. Uh, I know some people that have been on a liquid fast, but they won't drink milk because milk has more substance to it. I know other people that have been on liquid, and I've done all of these. Uh, other people that have been on a liquid fast, and uh, they do drink milk. And they do, do drink uh, uh, like a protein smoothie because they're in a very full schedule, things like that. Uh, when I did the 40-day fast, I did two 40-day fasts. Uh, one of them I had a protein smoothie. Uh, out of those 40 days, I had about 25 over the period of time, so about one a day. I lost about 40 pounds, and uh, God, God had a breakthrough. It was an amazing time I had with the Lord. And then I did, very soon after that, I did another 40-day fast. And during that period of time, I did a liquids-only fast, and I only had about five smoothies the whole time. I really tried to stay away from But I was still op operating for 40 days. I wasn't out in the wilderness camping with nothing to do. Um, I was only, I completely had my full schedule, but I had no solid food for 40 days. And it was in that second one that I actually reached a point where I didn't need to lose any more weight. And God supernaturally sustained me and I lost no more weight. It just plateaued and, and stayed there. It was a supernatural supply. And uh, so then, so you have the three that we've talked about so far is a complete fast, which is food and water, no food, no water. We have a, a water fast, which is only water, no calories coming in. Then we have a liquid fast, uh, which is calories can come in through those liquids, but you have no solid food whatsoever. The next one, and this is the next fast. Those, those fasts are the main biblical fast there, but this is another main biblical fast, and this will be it. The rest of them, the rest of them uh, for the most part, are, are not the main biblical fast, although they are things that the Bible teaches we can abstain from. And that is what's known as, I would call it a daytime fast or a six to six fast. A daytime fast, this is a type of fast, a daytime fast or a six to six fast. Um, now, at first thought, what this means is that I could eat a little something before 6 a.m., uh, like something small, and then have one meal after 6 p.m. And so basically from sunup to sundown, I'm not having anything but water. You know? So from sunup to sun, sundown, I'm taking in no solid food. Now, the issue is uh, that a lot of times people will get into like a 6 to 6 fast, and then they eat like two or three meals after 6 p.m. That's not what the way you should do. You know, if you're fasting, let me just tell you, if you're doing a biblical food fast, then you should lose weight. If you're not losing weight, uh, then you've missed it, right? Uh, I've watched, I've heard of some people that'll go on like a Daniel fast and they'll eat like three bags of tortilla chips because they're corn and salsa because it's vegetables. <laughs> and, uh, you know, at, 
each time. You're not, you're not really saying no to the flesh. You're still appeasing the flesh. The point is to abstain from something that the flesh wants, to tell it no, <laughs> and, and so that we can move into that intimate fellowship with God. But a six to six fast or a daytime fast, this actually is in the Bible quite often, and a large majority of the fast that they did would be uh, until, uh, until dawn. Uh, dusk. In other words, they would fast until dusk. <laughs> Serena said, we did the tortilla and chips and Daniel fast before. <laughs> I, I understand. I think everybody has at some point, but it's something that we want to get better at and not do. Look at 2 Samuel verse 1, or chapter 1, verse 12. 2 Samuel 1, 12. It says, they mourned and wept and fasted until evening, for Saul and his son Jonathan, and for the people of the Lord of the uh, of the Lord in the house of Israel, because they have fallen by the sword. So right here you see one example of the daytime fast in the Bible, where they fasted until evening. Now after evening came, they ate. Right, and so you see this. Now, I actually the six to six fast is what a lot of people will do. I like calling it. I like doing it a little bit different, uh, just a one meal a day fast. A lot of people will call one meal a day six to six. I don't, I don't want to wake up and eat something before six. I literally want to uh, just have one meal a day, only one intake a day, and that's after 6 p.m. Or, you know, sometimes I've done one meal a day, and I've just done one meal a day at noon, you know, because of my schedule or because, you know, of what's going on. Uh, it depends on what the Lord tells me, but one meal a day fast. And I think this fast is a great fast. Yeah, Kevin says if you're looking for a way to beat the fast, you've not fasted. <laughs> and, and that's true. If you're constantly trying to figure out how to, how to be really smart about the fast, uh, you're not really fasting. You got the wrong heart. Which That's what we're going to talk about in the next couple of days. We're going to talk about how to fast. So today we're talking about what is fasting and the types of fasting. In the next couple of days we're going to talk about how to fast and what to expect when you're fasting. What should you expect? And then we're going to uh, also answer uh, questions that people have about fasting. If, if you would like, if you have a question about fasting, go to whatsright.com and you can click on contact. Send us a message on that fasting, uh, that fasting question that you have. And we're going to seek to answer that before the week's out. Amen. All right. So now, uh, one meal a day. Now let me talk to you about this one meal a day fast. All right. Or, or a six to six fast. A lot of people, you know, they think, well, this is just not a good fast and everything. And should we, should we actually be always seeking to increase the level of our fasting, for our fasting to go higher? Yes, absolutely. We absolutely should. Uh, but here's one question to ask. Have you been fasting on a regular basis before? How many days did you fast last year? How many days are you going to fast this year? You know, uh, I know people that will do this one meal a day fast. I have a, I have a good pastor friend in Nigeria, Pastor Amos, and uh, he will actually fast over 100 days using this fast. He'll, he'll do one meal a day for over 100 days. Sometimes he'll go longer right? One meal a day. Uh, and so this fast is very good. Uh, let me give you a couple of reasons why it's good. 
very, very good for beginners. Very good for beginners. Uh, this is a fast that you will, you will have to put down the flesh on. You will definitely fill it, but you also will have enough food to sustain you and not just completely make you null and void of any energy whatsoever. So, uh, you know, as you're growing in your fasting, you know, okay, do a few days of a, a liquid fast, but then do the rest of the time with a one meal a day. You know, uh, that's, that's a great way. Or if you've never fasted before, do a one meal a day. You'd be amazed at how good this fast is. Here's another reason why it's really good, uh, you know, is because if you're keeping a full schedule, if you've got to do a lot of physical labor and you're keeping a completely full schedule, this fast helps sustain you, yet you still feel the need uh, to put down that flesh because your flesh is still going to be yelling at you. Matter of fact, uh, when you do a complete fast, like with no, or, or a water fast, or a liquid fast with no calories, you actually get to a place where your body will stop pulling on you as hard. After about three or four days, your body will say, okay, apparently we're fasting, and it'll stop pulling on you as hard. But when you do a one meal a day fast, you never get to that point. So every day it's drawing on you, which is a very good exercise for somebody. If they need to keep a full schedule, they're beginning at fasting, uh, or, or they just want to do a good fast. One meal a day is a great fast, especially to start. But then you you should believe God to start believing Him for supernatural strength as you go forward and do more of a complete fast or more of a liquid fast. But I think the one meal a day, I, I told my church on Sunday, if everybody in here did 21 days of a one meal a day fast or a six to six fast, I would be thrilled because I know what they'll experience during that period of time. It will be a challenge to their flesh and they'll need to draw on the Lord to make it through. And that will increase that intimacy. So I always, I always don't mind that fast uh, if somebody feels led. But here's the key. Don't just jump to it. Is, that's the key with everything. Don't just jump to what's the easiest. Don't just jump to, to what you think is easiest. Ask the Lord, hear from Him, and then be obedient. Another fast is what people call the Daniel fast, but it's really just a, a, the Daniel diet is what it is. It's not really a fast of solid food, which is the, the biblical description of a fast. Is it's not a fast of solid food. It just cuts out some of the delicacies. Uh, fruits, nuts, meat, uh, delicacies, and strong drink. They can eat fruits and nuts, but they don't have any meat, any delicacies, or any strong drink. Uh, this is um, like my son is seven years old. I asked him, what are you doing for it? He says, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to fast uh, sugar. And so he, I said, I think you ought to do that and any junk food uh, during this period of time. So he's not snacking, he's not eating junk food, and he's not having any sugar. Well, that's completely healthy for a seven-year-old. But he's actually putting his flesh down during this period of time and joining with us in, in the church and uh, in the fast that the church is doing. It's, it's awesome. So the Daniel fast uh, can be okay. I would say it's a starter fast. Uh, but if I had to choose, I would absolutely say do the one meal a day fast for adults. Uh, that's a good one. A Daniel fast can be a cop out and it can actually get people, <laughs> it can actually get people in the place where they're not actually growing. 
They're not, they're not going forward. And, of course, you know, they can eat whatever they want as long as it's fruits or nuts. So they'll have three bags of tortilla chips. And that's not what you want to do. <laughs> but I'll tell you, though, in the Daniel fast, you're still going to lose weight. And it's actually very healthy for you to kind of do a detox. So there are some benefits to that. And I'm not telling you not to do it. Just make sure you've heard from the Lord. Uh, but eventually you want to grow and you want to take your fasting to a higher level. You know, uh, somebody's behind the camera right now and every time I said the Daniel fast not really a fast they, they duck their head and I, but here's the thing you know I would ask I would ask that person I would ask you were you even fasting at all did you have any diet change for the Lord a few years ago no but now you are that's progress in other words I'm not going to beat you up because you're doing that you are moving forward but don't stop there don't stop there. Why? Because God's got more for you. He's got more that's waiting on you in that supernatural uh, tool of fasting. Another fast that you could do is like a sugar fast uh, or a soft drink fast or something like that. When you're breaking those addictions, uh, you could do that. Plus, sugar is very addictive. And so that's actually something uh, that is a very good thing to break. And it does bad stuff in your, in your body. But it's one of those things where uh, you can do that, and it is a fast, but it's not a main bi you know, biblical fast in that way. Another thing you could cut out would be junk food or carbs. These are very beginning fasts. This is not really where somebody should stay. It's not where they should uh, end up at as a Christian. They should, they should grow to the place where they're doing a one meal a day and a liquid fast on a regular basis. Basis, that's what they're doing. And they're able to grow the length of time. You know, you can start out uh, 21 days doing a one meal a day, and maybe you do the first three days or the first week with a liquid only fast. Another, another thing that you could cut out or uh, fast, quote unquote fast, would be meat. Uh, you know, something like that where you have, you know, basically any of these things along uh, a different a diet change where you're denying your flesh on that. It's a good starter, but don't stay there. It's a good starter, but don't stay there. Move beyond that, okay? Here's another one, and I want you to see this. Let's go to Genesis 32 and verse 22 and 23. I really like this verse. Yeah, Barrett said, and she summarized it, there are things that are technically not a biblical fast, but they're a good starting point. Daniel fast, uh, sugar, junk food, carbs, meat, uh, media, stuff like that. And now, let me show you this. I want you to see this because this is, this is biblical, and I want you to see what happened. In Genesis chapter 32 and verse 22 and 23. I heard uh, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Uh, talking about this the other day, and um, I thought this was a great, great point, and I wanted to share it with you. Uh, verse 22 and 23. Now, what had happened at this point is Jacob was traveling back to his homeland, and he was getting ready to come and face his brother, who they had been at odds, uh, Esau. They had, they had been at odds and um, he sent all of his stuff ahead. And then he had basically his uh, core family uh, group, his, his wives with him and his children. And then what he did was he was preparing to meet his brother and he didn't know how that was going to go. But he was also seeking the Lord. 
And then watch what it says here in verse 22. Now he arose that same night and he took his two wives and his two maids and his eleven children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream. And then watch this line. He sent across whatever he had. He sent across whatever he had. In other words, he took everything that he had, everything in his possession, and he separated himself from all of those things. And now what's left? Him and God. That's it. The only thing left is him and God. Well, this is very important because when we go into a fast, it's very good for us to be separated. It's very good for us to say, all right, Lord, I, I need to be separated right now. And we separate ourselves. So uh, the last fast that I'll tell you about is a media fast. Uh, the Lord had me do this several years ago. While I was doing an extended fast of food, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to do a media fast for one year, right? And so I, I didn't watch any TV, no movies, no news. Uh, I want, unless the Lord told me to go and look at something, I didn't look at anything outside of the Bible, preaching or teaching. That was it. Uh, I listened to no music. I didn't scroll on Facebook or Instagram or anything else. Zero media during that year for a whole year from December to December. I want you to know my life completely changed that year. That fast changed me forever. What was the Lord leading me to do? To separate myself. If you know the rest of the story there in Genesis, that night Jacob has an encounter with God and God blesses him. But what was one of the things that he did to have that encounter or get to the place where he had that encounter? He separated himself from everything. It was just him and God. And so when, when we fast, one of the things that we should do is look for ways to separate that, to separate ourselves from other things. Stop being, stop being uh, wrapped up in everything that's going on with the world. Sometimes when I'm fasting, like for example, for example, uh, I play uh, a chess game online with some people right now. Well, one thing that I'll do sometimes when I'm fasting is I'll take something like that and I'll say, listen, I'm not even going to engage my mind in anything except for God. Fasting should be a separation into that. So if the Lord calls you to do like a media fast or calls you to do something like that, that can be a very, very good thing. And don't be opposed to it. And just because it's not uh, technically defined as a biblical fast doesn't mean that God won't tell you to do it. And I'll tell you that was one of the best things I ever did in my life was do that media fast for a year. So these are the different types of fasting. This is what fasting is. Basically what fasting is is denying the flesh mainly of food for the purpose of intimate fellowship with God. Denying the flesh mainly from food for the purpose of intimate fellowship with God. Please put that in the comments. Denying the flesh mainly from food for the purpose of intimate fellowship with God. And this fasting is a tool that will bring supernatural fruit 
in your life. And so tomorrow we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about how to fast, and then the next day we're going to talk about what to expect in the fast. What should you expect? I have questions about that. It's like, hey, my body's doing this. Is this is this normal? Yeah, that's normal. No, that's not normal. Always it's really good to have confirmation, to have some people that have some experience with fasting that you can get some confirmation on when you're when you're seeking to fast. So again, I'll tell you, anybody, we're gonna open it up now for people to sew. You can sew online at Facebook by typing in the comments, hashtag donate and the amount, or you can go to giveww.org and you can sow there. You can partner with us one time or you can partner many times. But this week we really felt like we wanted to bless you. And so what we wanted to do was anybody who gave on at any level, in any amount, we want to sow into you and give into you uh, Ted Shelsworth Jr.'s new book, The Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting. And uh, so Anybody who sows, if we can put that up on the screen, anybody who sows this week during this special series, we're going to send them uh, this, the complete guide to biblical fasting. We wanted you to have this resource, and we wanted to sow it into you. And here's why. Because I know anybody, anybody that gives, and any, or not just gives, anybody that gives their eating, but they're sowing fasting into the Lord, they're going to go up. And we want everybody out there to go higher in their relationship with God. So if you are sowing today or any time this week, uh, once you sow that seed, you can go to whatsright.com slash gift, and there you can put in your address to get your book and uh, claim that book or that offer. But n don't just give. Go and uh, claim your offer at whatsright.com slash gift. And uh, so it, we're so excited to be able to give that to you. And uh, we're looking forward to giving you those books and getting them in your hands because we want your life to go up. And uh, we're just so excited about that. So amen. They, they just put the uh, link on the screen. Listen, tomorrow we're talking about how to fast. Okay, now I know the benefits of fasting. I know what fasting is. I've learned some things. How do I go about this? And tomorrow we're going to talk about how to go about fasting because you don't just want to fast. Like what I said today, sometimes, sometimes you can go into a fast and you don't actually spend time with God and you might as well have not fasted. But then some, there's an attitude of fasting. There's different things about fasting that you can do. There's, there's a way to go in. There's certain heart issues that you should have. We're going to talk tomorrow about how to fast. We want you to not only fast, but do it so that you're getting the maximum output and the maximum production. Right now, as I wrap up, join us tomorrow at 1130. What's the word? We'll start at noon and uh, tomorrow and Friday. As I'm getting ready to wrap up, I'm going to turn it over to Barrett. And she's going to tell you the rest of the stuff that's going on. Hey, kickstart. Kickstart 2021, February 7th. She's about to tell you about it. Here she is. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Just come. Hey, guys. I was telling the camera to just come to me so you weren't just watching Pastor. <laughs> looking at you, looking at me, looking at you. Okay, guys, here's what we've got going on. Pastor just mentioned it. Kickstart 2021 is coming February 7th. 
through the 12th, I do believe. It's gonna be awesome. Look, y'all, I've been talking to people in different states. We're gonna have people from different states that are traveling down for this. So even if you're not in North Carolina, this is a meeting that you're gonna want to be at for sure. Teddy's gonna be here, Evangelist Ted Shelsworth Jr. He and his wife Carolyn, their whole family. It's gonna be great. And this is a meeting that the Lord specifically talked to us about to kickstart us into the new year. The Lord has designed it so that way this meeting would propel us into the destiny that God has called us to be a part of. And we want you to receive everything that the Lord has for you. So make plans to be here. We have a few hotels here in town that you can be um, staying at. If you have questions, send us a message. But also exciting information. This coming weekend is Holy Ghost Weekend here at Boomerang. And it starts this Friday with prayer night. And then soul winning Saturday is Saturday. Holy Spirit Sunday that's going to be special services Sunday morning and at 4 p.m. that afternoon. And I've been talking to the Lord about this weekend. And I truly believe that as we dedicate this weekend to the Lord, the first Holy Ghost weekend of this brand new year, that there's going to be a special blessing that he's going to release for his people and over these meetings throughout the rest of the year. You're, you don't want to miss out on these. So if you have questions about any of this stuff, send us a message, but we want you to be involved in all that God is doing. We don't want you to miss out on what he has for you. So that's what we've got going on here at Boomerang. We will be back tomorrow live at 1130 a.m. We love you. Be blessed and have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow.